Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. I do want to encourage you to check out our other podcast, uh, including The Amazing World of Radio, over at amazing.greatdetectives.net. Each Wednesday through St. Patrick's Day, we're doing an Alice series. So we're posting uh, Columbia Workshop adaptations of Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass, and then we'll wrap up the series with the Lux Radio Theater adaptation of the Disney film. Uh, You can follow that. Uh, Also, so many other past series, including our summer uh, long looks at Humphrey Bogart and Angela Lansbury and the great Alona Massey series Top Secret. That's all available at amazing.greatdetectives.net, old-time radio Superman show. Uh, Check it out, otrsuperman.com. And then we also have our World War II podcast, thewar.greatdetectives.net, and the video version of this podcast over at videotheater.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for today's episode of The Fat Man. The original air date on this one is January the 20th, 1955, and the title is Murder Rides a Wheelchair. into that drugstore. He's stepping on the scale. Who is it? The Fat Man. Here's the fat man in Murder Rides a Wheelchair. Late in the afternoon when this fellow Van Horn called me. He gave an address out in one of the better residential districts, and I told him I'd drive out that night to see him. An old guy with eyes like sleepy fish answered the door and told me Mr. Van Horn was waiting for me in the solarium. The house was strangely quiet. I got the idea that it was too big for the number of people living. Solarium turned out to be a big glassed-in porch at the back of the house. Myron Van Horn was sitting in a wheelchair looking up in the general direction of the moon. He was, I think, the thinnest man I've ever seen. His bony old hands looked like claws, and his cadaverous face was almost a death's head. There was a nervous intensity about him that told me a vital fire still burned in that wasted, decaying body. Come in. Sit down, Mr. Van Thanks. It'll be all, Arnold. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, by the way, Arnold. Uh, yes, sir. You can leave the door open. There won't be any need for you to listen. Yes, sir. <laughs> Good, Arnold. He does so like to know everything that happens in this house. Yes, I'll be 
Well, go ahead, Mr. Runyon. Ask it. Say it. What? What you're thinking. What everybody thinks. That I'm hideous to look at. That I'm sick, crippled, and dying. But I won't die, do you understand? I won't, unless somebody murders me. Is that why you called me out here? Because you're afraid somebody is going to murder you? No. Why did you call me? My daughter, Laura, is being blackmailed. What have they gotten her? Gambling debts I owe you. Are they on the level? Hmm? What do you mean? The debts. Did she really lose the money, or is it a frame-up? No, it is not a frame-up. She undoubtedly lost the money. She's drinking heavily in the places in a tourist gambling house. She had ruined her reputation. It became public that she'd been there. What's the name of this place? It's called The Little Casino. A man named Luke Estep owns it. Ever heard of it? Uh-huh. He's a bad boy. How did your daughter get mixed up with him? Quite simple, Mr. Rennie. He's Van Horn. What's that supposed to mean? I'll tell you what it means. The family's always been rich and respectable as far as the outside world knew. But always underneath in the dark closet of the past has been stories of blackmail and fire. I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't always a shrunken mummy chained to a wheelchair. For two years, I'd not left this chair except to be lifted into bed at night. My home was now confined to the first floor of this house. The cursed, I tell you. But I'm determined to save Laura, if possible. What do you want me to do? Well, I want you to talk to this fellow Estep. Threatening to expose Laura, ruin her if the debt is repaid. How much money is it? Fifteen thousand dollars. There isn't much you can do but pay if the IOUs are on the level. I expect to pay. But there's to be a stipulation. In return, I want to sign the statement from Estep saying that he'll never again allow my daughter to enter his gambling place. And you don't think he'll want to sign such a paper? I doubt it. So that's where you come in. Get this paper from him, and your fee will be a thousand dollars. Okay, Van Horn. And now let's shake out the rest of the dirty linen. What else has Estep got on your daughter? I, I don't know, Runyon. I honestly don't know. But you suspect he's got something besides IOUs? Yes. I, I thought perhaps you could find that out. I'll find out. I don't like blackmailers. Neither do I. You'll hear from me in a day or so. All right. Oh, just a second. I'll ring for Arnold to show you out. Uh, never mind. I can find my way around. It's getting cool in here, Van Horn. Maybe I'd better shut this door now. Yes. Yes, please do. Good night. Good night. You can come out from behind that curtain now, Laura. You do know your way around, don't you, Mr. Lennon? Yeah. You... What do you think? Get it. There's a curse in your family. I've certainly laid off the outer appearance. <laughs> Would you do me a favor? What? Give me a lift into the city. Isn't it a little late to be going out? I like late hours, Mr. Runyon. What else do you like besides late hours and gambling? <laughs> Maybe I like Just a second, buddy. Nobody goes in here without a card. A card? Yeah. You heard me. Let me have it. Okay. Here. Uh, 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 Why, you... I'm sorry, son, but... Uh, uh, well. Oh, well. 
If it isn't Wild Bill Haycock, two guns and all. Let me up, you... Sure, sure. But I think I'll hold on to these guns. What's the idea? Give me my rod. Uh-huh. You're too young to play with toys like these. Okay, wise guy. I ain't forgetting this. This will put you in solid with your boss. Where is he, by the way? Who? Estep. Come on, take me into it. Take your hands off I me. I said take me in. Then you can tell him the fat man is here. The fat man? That's right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure, I'll tell Lucky here. He doesn't like coppers. I'm not a cop. And I don't like blackmailers, so we ought to have fun. Now get going. Sure, sure. Just follow me. Where's the boss, fat man? I'll tell Luke you're here. He's gonna like this. So am I. Well, if it isn't my dream man again, I thought you didn't approve of late hours. That makes four things you like. Really? What's number four? Lying. I thought you had a date in time. <laughs> I have a date, all right. With these. Die, son. Yeah. I'll be treating you tonight. Oh, loud. Buy me a drink, will you, Hanson? Sure. Give the lady a drink. Come on, Flatfoot. Hey, you haven't paid for this drink. Charge it to us, Steph. He's throwing this party tonight. You don't know how right you are, mister. In here. Here he is, Luke. Okay. Tony, beat it. Wait, what about my... I said beat it. Okay. Nice office you've got here, Esther. You must be doing all right. Oh, I get along. Oh, by the way, these guns belong to the kid. You better teach him how to use them before you give them back. He knows how to use them. And I'm afraid you'll find it out. That wasn't very smart from him. Listen, Esther. I don't like gunmen. Keep him out of my way, do you understand, or I'll kill him. You're a little high-handed in your likes and dislikes, aren't you? Yeah. And I don't like blackmailers either. If that's all you came here to say, you can get out. I'll get out when I'm good and ready. Good, You're running a crypt joint. I don't know how you're getting away with it, who you're paying off to, and I don't care. But you're going to stop putting the squeeze on Laura Van Horn. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. The old man heard me? What do you think? <laughs> so the old boy sent you here. This is really funny. Yeah, very. You ready to talk business, Esther? <laughs> sure, sure. I'm always ready to talk. What have you got in the girl? Got on her? I've got nothing on her. Except that she likes to gamble. And she does win. She owes me $15,000. I want my money. That's all you want? Sure. Okay, you'll get your dough. I'll bring you a check tomorrow evening. I want the IOUs and the papers stating that you have no hold on Laura. And also stating that you will never again allow her in this place. You want a lot, don't you? <laughs> I'm going to get it all, too. You can have the IOUs, but no papers. She's a grown woman. She can do as she likes. Van Horn may call your bluff, Esther. A scandal is one thing. Father's love for his daughter is another. You pay this time. 
Next time he won't. Next time he'll call the cops. <laughs> Grow up, Runyon. Grow up. Somebody's been handing you a line. Van Horn will never call the police with a girl of his Why not? Because Laura isn't done. Why didn't you tell me the truth about Laura Van Horn? Because for 25 years I've guarded that secret with my life. You think I'd be fool enough to trust it to you? Oh, no. I was sure nobody knew until... Until this business with Estep came up. Yes. I suspected then that he knew my secret and meant to blackmail me on that score as well as the gambling debt. And Laura has no idea that she isn't your daughter? Naturally not. And she must never, never learn the truth. Captain in Munsterberg when she was less than a year old. Munsterberg? Oh, you wouldn't know the name. It's a remote little mining village in the diamond country of South Africa. We were after diamonds, Mr. Runyon. And we found them. What do you mean, we? Laura's father. He was my best friend and partner. He came to Africa. We both came from Holland together. He brought his young wife and the baby Laura with him. Mind you, Runyon, I'm telling you this in the strictest confidence. I understand. Tell me what happened in Munsterberg. It's as vivid in my memory as if it had happened yesterday. Fire, the screaming natives in Vernier in a drunken rage. Who is Vernier? Stefan Vernier, Laura's father. The night I'm speaking, something got drunk and ran amok among the native workers. At last they turned on him and killed both him and his wife. The baby and I would have been next, but I managed to escape with him. I swore that night that she'd never, ever know the truth, that I would raise her as my daughter. So that's the story? Yes, that's the story. Now you see why she must not learn the truth. Have you any idea how Estep learned this? No, but I know Laura found it out. If he told her, it would be a terrible shock to her. She suddenly learned that she is not my daughter, I'm afraid. What, Van Horn? I'm afraid she'll... Killed the man who tells her the truth. Well, Mr. Rundlin. That's right. Yeah, well, my name is Carl. Tom Carl. Sit down, Carl. Look here, Mr. Rundlin. You're working for Mar and Van Horner. Maybe. Why does that concern you? Oh, I know you're working for him, and I, I think I know why. It's something about Laura, isn't it? Something to do with a gangster named Estep. I'm not in the habit of discussing my client's affairs with strangers. But that's just it. I'm not a stranger. I'm in love with Laura. I want her to marry me, but... But what? Something's happened to her. She's changed. How has she changed? For one thing, she promised to marry me, but now, now she avoids me. She's in some sort of trouble. That's why Mr. Van Horn hired you, isn't it? Well, isn't it? Why don't you ask her? I did. She laughed at me. Told me to mind my own business. I'm desperate. I love Laura. And there's something else, too. What? Her father and the gambler arrested. What about them? There's, there's something between them. I'm sure of it. What makes you think so? Something Estep said to me. You talked to Estep? I told him to leave Laura alone. He said, that old fool doesn't watch his step. He's going to be sorry. What do you want me to do? I want you to get her away from Estep. His influence. You've got to, Mr. Runyon. You've got to... Or what? I might have to kill Estep. 
Hello? Is this the little casino? Yeah. I want to speak to Esther. Yeah, who's calling? This is important. It's business. I asked who's calling. Just tell him the fat man is ready to talk business. Esther ain't here. What time's he coming in tonight? I don't know. Where can I find him? He's got a house on Farley Street, 410. Thanks. <laughs> don't mention it. Hello, Tommy. What? What are you doing here? Same thing you are, looking for Esther. Where is he? I don't know. There doesn't seem to be anybody home. No. no. I don't like this. Neither do I. Look, don't like guys hiding on his front porch. What does he think of guys walking in his front door? He don't like that either. Come on, let's go in. Wait a minute. Don't Fine. worry, Luke won't mind. What? Where's the light? Here. What makes you think... Hello, sweetheart. Remember me, your dream man? They seem to me the most strange people. Luke! He's dead. She killed him. Yeah. How about it, sweetheart? I didn't kill him. He was dead when I got here about ten minutes ago. Why did you come here? I had a date with him. A date? Yeah. I owed him some money. What are you paying? Give me a pocketbook. You get all this dough. That's my business. It's my business now, unless you want to go to the chair. I didn't kill him. I came here to pay him. He's lying there on the floor, dead. Where did you get the money, beautiful? I saw my jewels. What are you going to do? I don't know yet. Well, I know what I'm going to do. You killed Luke, and I'm going to... Oh, no, you're not! Let go of me, you... This time, I'm going to keep these guns. He tries so hard to be a killer. Yeah. Maybe he is at that. What do you mean? What are you talking about? This dead man here. Me? You ain't going to try and pin that on me. Maybe. You would look nice in the electric chair. No, no, I tell you, I didn't kill him. You know I just... How do I know? What were you doing here? Well, I, I came to pick Luke up to take him to the club. Listen, Runyon, you can't frame me. You can't. Why not? We came out here to pay off, Luke, and we found you trying to get away from the house. It'd be a sin. No, no, I tell you, you, you can't. I didn't kill him. Okay, then. Who did? I, I don't know if it wasn't her. Unless you want a frame up and a ride to the chair, you better tell the truth, Junior. Okay, okay. I'll tell you the truth. I... I'll tell you anything I know. Who else might have had a reason to kill Esther? Well, there must have been a lot of people. He had a lot of enemies. Yeah. All blackmailers do. There was a young guy, a friend of hers, who threatened him. Carl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the name. Tom! That's right. Where does he live, Laura? Why, he's visiting us. He has a room in a house. Talk some more, punk. What else do you want to know? What's the tie-up between old man Van Horn and Esther? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, Tony. Give me that phone, Laura. Here. Hey, what are you going to do? Hello, operator. Get me police headquarters. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Hello. Hello, police headquarters. Wait, wait, Runyon. I'll talk. This is Brad Runyon. Yeah. Tell Lieutenant McKenzie there's been a murder out of the 410 Farley Street. No, don't, Runyon. Don't. I, I didn't kill Luke. I'll talk. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, I don't know who did it. Yes. Okay, Junior, talk. Estep and Van Horn knew each other, all right. It was something that happened a long time ago. Where and what was it? 
Well, I, I don't know what it was, but I know they knew each other in South Africa in a mining camp called Munsterburg. Listen to me, sweetheart. We haven't got too much time. Pretty soon the police are going to start believing that gunman story, and then we'll have to hand them a murderer. If you don't want it to be you, you got to tell me the truth. All right. Did you kill Estep? No, I didn't kill him. You believe me, don't you? Yeah, I do believe it. Why did you pawn the jewels? Why did you suddenly decide to pay off on the IOUs? Because I was frightened. What were you afraid of? Phone call. What phone call? One I heard Father making yesterday afternoon. He didn't know I was listening. Did you know who he was talking to? Yes. He was talking to Esther. How do you know it was Esther? Because, because I heard him say, Esther, if you do that, you know you'll ruin me. Where's Carl? He's in his room, I think. And your father, where is he? He's in the solarium. I saw him sitting there in his wheelchair just before you came in. Come on. We've got to find him quick. You don't think... I think he may be in danger. Not Tom. I don't know. Ah! Quick, come on. It's father. Father, father. Hold it, Laura. But, 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 but he's hurt. No, baby. Don't let yourself go. You've got to control yourself. But, but, but Stop it! But he, he must have been up at the top of the stairs in the church. He must have dropped his clothes and fallen down. He didn't fall. Somebody pushed his chair over the stairs. Look, see how it smashed? He must have been flung out of it as he fell. He was murdered. Yeah. Whoever pushed him must still be upstairs. Come on. Where's Carlswell? Here, the first what? door on the... Ah! Up there on the floor! Yeah. The old guy, Arnold. Is he dead? No, he's yeah. just been knocked out. Somebody slugged him on the back of the head. See if Carl's in that room. No. No, it's empty. The front door. Somebody's ringing the doorbell. Here, I'll carry Arnold downstairs. We'd better see who it is. But the murderer, he must still be upstairs. Maybe, but I doubt it. He could have jumped out of that window. Hello, Runyon. Well, this is one time I beat you to the punch. I got your murderer for you. Tom. Hello, Laura. No, Tom, no. Yeah, it's him, all right. He confessed. Good work, Mac. Where'd you grab him? Climbing out a window? Well, you nuts, Brad. We didn't grab him anywhere. He walked into headquarters about an hour ago and confessed to killing Esther. You mean he's been with you for the last hour at headquarters? Sure. Hey, what's the matter with you, anyway? He's lying. Don't you see? He's lying to protect me. I killed Esther. I killed him last night. You know you found me with the body. I, I lied to you. Hey, what's going on here, anyway? Don't believe her. She didn't kill anybody. I told you I did it. Look, beautiful. If you killed Esther, what did you do with the gun? The gun? Yeah, the gun. He was shot with a thirty-two. Where is it? Why, 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 I... It's no good, sweetheart. You don't have to lie for Tom any more than he has to save you. What are you talking about? They're both lying, Mac. They're lying because they each think the other killed Esther. But neither of them did it. How do you know? Because the murderer just shoved old man Van Horn down the stairs in his wheelchair and killed him. Laura was with me in the library when it happened, and Tom was with you at headquarters. Let me see this other dead guy. 
There he is, right over there. Yeah. He must have been sitting in his chair upstairs, and the killer gave him a shove from behind. We heard him scream as he went over. Who's this other guy? He's Van Horn's servant. Whoever pushed Van Horn down the stairs hit this guy Arnold on the back of the head. But if it wasn't the girl or boy, who was it? I think this guy Arnold can tell us something when he comes to. Unless... What's the matter, Ryan? I ought to hand in my license, Mac. What are you talking about? The murderer, Mac, the murderer. It's so simple I couldn't see it. Well, who was it? He's right there. Where? On the floor with his neck broken. It's Van Horn. But, Brad, I don't understand. You I... will in just a minute, Mac. <clears throat> Arnold's coming around now. Why didn't you want the girl and the boy in here with us? Because she's had a bad shock. There may be more coming. I want to hear it first. But how do you know Van Horn was the killer? How could he be if he couldn't walk? He could walk, Mac, but nobody knew it. Unless it's this old boy Arnold. But who shoved this chair down the stairs? Nobody. What are you talking about? The chair was never upstairs. It was sitting at the foot of the stairs all the time. Van Horn left it to go upstairs for something. He couldn't take the chair up with him. The chair has never been off the first floor. He told me the other night that he lived on this floor all the time. He couldn't walk very well, and he must have been weak. But he managed to get up there. And what was he doing upstairs? I'm not sure, but I imagine he was looking for Tom Card. Why? To kill him, Mac. But why? I don't get it. Look, you said that before Tom came in to confess, he called you up, didn't he? That's right. What did he say over the phone? He said he was coming in to see me about something important. Don't you see? The old man must have overheard him. He thought Tom was coming to tell you the truth. He figured Tom had guessed he could walk and had gone to Estap's house and murdered him. He wanted to kill Tom, but the boy got out of the house before Van Horn could safely leave his chair. So that's it. Yeah. On his way back down the stairs, he was in a hurry. And he must have slipped and fallen all the way down the steps. He smashed into the chair at the foot of the stairs and broke his neck. What? You're okay, Arnold. What happened? Somebody slugged you. Who was it? Van Horn. What happened? You found the empty wheelchair, didn't you? Yes. It, it, it was the second time I'd found it. I knew last night when he was gone that he could walk. So you followed him upstairs, didn't you? Yes. He wasn't around. I started into Mr. Carl's room and suddenly something hit me. He, he was a devil, a demon. I'm glad he's dead. All these years I've kept quiet because he threatened me. What really happened in Africa 25 years ago? His name isn't Van Horn. His real name is Stefan Vernier. He murdered Van Horn and his wife, took their name, the child, and their fortune. Only two of us knew the truth. You and Estep? Yes. Estep was one of his foremen. He blackmailed Van Horn until he was on the verge of ruin. And then he got hold of Laura. I see. Well, Mac, that clears it up. Yeah. So he murdered Estep and then accidentally killed himself. <laughs> You know, Brad, in some murder cases, they just don't need the police. How do you figure that? Well, when a man sells his soul to the devil, the old boy doesn't always wait for delivery. That's what they mean by the devil's due. Yeah. Van Horn sure got his just desserts. Say, speaking of desserts, I haven't had my dinner yet. I spend my life in getting into trouble and getting out of it. But at the same time, I generally manage to get some other people in and out of trouble, too. Be seeing you again. <laughs> <laughs>
So long. Welcome back. I'd mentioned before how the writers of The Fat Man, at, at least in the scripts that made it to an Australia, they seem to like to borrow a, li- a little bit of their premise from uh, Philip Marlowe. Whenever you're dealing with a situation where... An eccentric elderly man who has a history calls in the detective and asks them to uh, bail out their daughters, or daughter in this case. I mean, we only have half-hour radio programs, so uh, just one daughter. It really does for me, and there were a few other touches that really did call to mind the big sleep. I also got struck by a little bit of Sam Spade with his uh, threatening to kill the uh, Gunsel. Though I didn't call him uh, a Gunsel, that was a Sam Spade thing in uh, the Maltese Falcon. But it's really interesting just to hear how so many uh, radio writers would borrow some of these beats from the popular Hammett and uh, Chandler stories and incorporate them in their own. And obviously they would go off in a completely different direction, as this one did uh, definitely a very different outcome and overall solution than the big slate. Now I do want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Harold. Harold has been uh, one of our Patreon supporters since September of 2017, currently supporting us at the master detective level of $15 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Harold. And that will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for The Man Called X, and we'll be back next Tuesday, another episode of The Fat Man in the meantime send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net follow us on twitter at radio detectives and become one of our friends on facebook facebook.com slash radio detectives from boise idaho this is your host adam graham signing off